Hello, and welcome to Quick Hits, a podcast brought to you by Borealis Threat Risk Consulting in Ottawa, Canada. I'm your host, Phil Gursky, president of Borealis. An interesting news story hit this week, or late last week, maybe is more accurate. I'm going to quote something at length from the New York Times for you, because I think it's really important when it comes to terrorism and our response to it. This is a, actually an article from the 26th of June, which is, I believe, last Friday, written by Eric Schmidt and Charlie Savage, two veteran terrorism reporters for the New York Times. Quote, American intelligence officials have concluded that a Russian military intelligence unit secretly offered bounties to Taliban-linked militants, I'll get back to militants in a second, for killing coalition forces in Afghanistan, including targeting American troops, amid the peace talks to end the long-running war there. The U.S. concluded months ago that the Russian unit, which had been linked to assassination attempts and other covert operations in Europe intended to destabilize the West or take revenge on so-called turncoats, had covertly offered rewards for successful attacks last year. Islamist militants, again militants, or armed criminal elements closely associated with them are believed to have collected some bounty money, according to officials. 20 Americans were killed in combat in Afghanistan in 2019, but it is not clear which killings were under suspicion. Wow, that's a pretty hefty and serious allegation to make against Russia. Essentially that Russia is paying the Taliban, which, by the way, are terrorists, not militants. I get really frustrated when I hear terrorists referred to as militants, insurgents, guys having a bad day, whatever. They are terrorists, call them terrorists. But for Russia to be actually goading and more importantly, providing financial incentive to the Taliban to kill the Americans in Afghanistan. Wow, can you imagine this had broken during the Cold War and the ex-Soviet Union had been paying people money to kill Americans? I wouldn't want to be near the nuclear button that day when you know maybe Ronald Reagan was president or, I don't know, uh, Lyndon B. Johnson or whatever. This is serious stuff. Now, of course, these are allegations. Uh, it has not been proven. It will not get to get its day in court, I can assure you that. But here's what really bothers me about it at the outset. This finding was briefed to the president and the National Security Council by American intelligence agencies. I worked in intelligence for 32 years. I know how these briefings unfold. You don't go to the president, prime minister, whatever, with findings in which you are not confident that you've got a point to make. So the intelligence community would have looked at this information from whatever source, be it SIGINT, Signals Intelligence, or Human Intelligence, whatever. They would have assessed it for its reliability. They would have perhaps checked, or they should have checked it to corroborate it from multiple sources to make sure it's as accurate as possible. And they certainly wouldn't have gone to the president with something in which they had, I don't know, little confidence or or whatever. What bugs me is that the president himself President Trump has cast doubt on this intelligence. Russia, not surprisingly, has denounced the allegations as baseless. Well, there, go figure. Russia's accused of doing something bad, and Russia denies it's doing it. Where have we heard that one before? I don't know, since Caveman Ugg denied that he was targeting Caveman Grog. It's been with us for a while. So that Trump has denied this and rejected this information is nothing new. He, this, of course, is a president that regularly denies and rejects everything. It doesn't fit in with his worldview. I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole of conspiracy theory and say that, you know, Trump is in the pocket of the Russians, you know, 2016 election interference, blah, blah, blah. I'll leave that to conspiracy theorists out there.
what is more important or equally as important is what this means about the mission in Afghanistan. I've been arguing for years. I wrote a whole book on the fact that we have been at war with terrorism at least since 9-11. That was the term that we chose, or rather the Americans chose, or rather President George W. Bush chose in the aftermath of the downing of the towers in New York and the attack on the Pentagon to frame our counterterrorism struggle. We're at war with terrorism. That was both a figurative term and a literal term in the sense that the United States, followed very quickly by many of its allies, including us here in Canada, did send forces to Afghanistan to find the Al-Qaeda guys responsible for 9-11 and bring them to justice, or, or kill them, or maybe a combination of the two. We've been there for 20 years, or almost 20 years. Canada got out in 2014, the Americans are still there. And the Trump administration uh, really wants to withdraw forces. It doesn't want to remain there. It's, it's uh, taking an awful lot of blood and treasure in terms of that commitment. But the fact is, is that they're still there. So what does this mean that Russia may in fact be arming or goading or paying or influencing a listed terrorist entity, the Taliban, to target American forces for attacks. It's huge. As I said, had this take, taken place during the Cold War, who knows what the ramifications may have been. But I think to, it points to many things. First of all, it points to number one, that Russia is not our ally. Well, duh, there's a, there's a late breaking news from Phil Gursky at Boreal's Threat and Risk Consulting. But you know, in the aftermath of the Cold War, and I worked in intelligence during the Cold War, we all kind of breathed a sigh of relief when the Cold War was ended. The Soviet Union had dissolved. The nuclear threat had diminished at least to a large extent. And we could all sleep a little safer at night. We also thought that perhaps we could bring Russia into the Western fold. As a member, as an ally. As a like-minded partner. And we invited Russia into the old G7. It became the G8. I remember being in Moscow for a G8 meeting. It was a very interesting experience for me as a guy who'd fought who had started my intelligence career in the Cold War, to find myself in Moscow talking to the Russians about terrorism. They were kicked out after, I think it was the invasion of Ukraine, or was it Crimea, one of the two. Russia keeps invading a lot of its neighbors. It's hard to keep track. Bottom line is that Russia has not become our ally. They are an opponent. They are a foe. Maybe not to the extent they were during the Cold War, but Russia is not our friend. They are not a like-minded partner. They should not be invited into the same clubs that Western nations belong to for the simple reason that they don't get it. They don't play the game by the same rules that we do. Now, some would argue, now that it's China, now that it's India, I don't want to get into a geopolitical argument at, at this point. But Russia has really not changed its ways. Secondly, it points to yet one more sign of the added futility of remaining in Afghanistan from a military perspective. Trump really wants to get the troops out. I understand that. People have pushed back. You know, if, if the Americans withdraw their, what is it, 20,000 troops, whatever they have left in Afghanistan, Afghanistan will go down the shitter even more. Well, I got bad news for you. Afghanistan is going down the shitter, and we'll go down the shitter no matter what the Americans do. This particular way of fighting terrorism cannot be maintained. It's far too expensive, both in terms of, of money and in terms of uh, lost resources, uh, injured and or dead. As I argued in my 2019 book, sorry, 2018 book, and end to the war on terrorism, we have to stop seeing this as a war. We have to start, stop seeing this as a military conflict. There are better ways to do counterterrorism. The military should not be the primary one to do so. So I'm wondering if, uh, you know, if Trump does not continue to reject this allegations, this intelligence completely, will it push the Americans even more into bringing all the men and women back from Afghanistan? Could very well be. You might think that there are very high-ranking military brass in the United States asking themselves, why the hell are we still there? 
progress is minimal. Now we've learned that our men and women are being targeted by the Russians for assassination through their proxy, the Taliban. Proxy is a strong word, but you get what I mean. Let's just bring them home and let Afghanistan go where it is. Others would argue, well, that's what kind of what we did after the after the Cold War, and Afghanistan, you know, morphed into an Al Qaeda influence regime, which led to 9/11. So we're back to one of those damned if you damned if you do, damned if you don't situations. Being in Afghanistan is not going to solve terrorism. Being not in Afghanistan is not going to solve terrorism. I don't know what the answer is. I, I wish I had a crystal ball. I wish I was a lot smarter than I was. I just think that we have to get away from calling this a war on terrorism. We have to get away from a military tool being seen as the only tool or the primary tool. It is one of many tools, as I argued at length in that book. It'll be really interesting to see where this goes in the next couple of weeks and days. It may, like many news stories, simply fade from the headlines, but I'd be very, very surprised if the U.S. military is not paying very close attention to this and trying to find out more evidence or intelligence that points to a Russian hand in the killing of U.S. servicemen and servicemen over in Afghanistan. So watch this space. This story has some legs, I think. It's a hope. That's it for this short Quick Hits podcast. I'm curious what you think about these allegations that Russia is paying the Taliban terrorists to kill Americans. Is it important? Is it not important? Do you have any? Do, were you in Afghanistan? Did you serve in Afghanistan? What do you think about the military deployment in Afghanistan as a as an edge or as a weapon in the so-called war on terrorism? Drop me a line. You can reach me on email borealisrisk at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at Borealis Saves, or on LinkedIn, or on Facebook. If you like this content and you want to receive more, please go to my website, www.borealisthreatenedness.com. Hit the subscribe button, provide me your email, and I'll give you a daily digest free of charge every morning with podcasts such as these, the Quick Hit series, the longer Intelligent Look at Terrorism podcast, the blogs, the Today in Terrorism series, etc., etc., all free of charge to your inbox once a day. Drop me a line. I'll talk to you again soon. Until then, stay safe.